Sunia. Ghost Machine. Page 167. Down the stairs, up to the foyer. Sunia. 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 Sonia. Sonia. Sonia es la actualidad del Magma. La actualidad del Magma. Hemos abierto esta Sonia a un fragmento de la obra Walks de Janet Cardiff. Ella y George Burris Miller están preparando una exposición al Magma. Bartomeu Marí, cap de exposiciones del museo, los va entrevistar durante la seva estada a Barcelona. Estem amb Janet Cardiff i George Burris Miller, artistes que col·laboren des de fa entorn a 10 anys en la realització d'obres que utilitzen el so i la seva pròpia veu com a material principal i que es materialitza en forma d'instal·lacions i d'obres mòbils en les quals l'espectador, l'usuari d'aquestes obres, es troba immers en un món en el qual l'experiència sonora que proporciona el treball sempre es troba en col·lapse o en contradicció amb l'experiència visual que proporciona. És per això, per aquest ús del poder dramàtic de la ficció i de la narrativitat, a més de la presència protagonista de la veu i de la comunicació oral, que els hem invitat per realitzar una exposició a la primavera del 2007, on presentaran una selecció d'aquestes obres realitzades en els últims 10 anys. So, that's a very big question because there's so many different works that we're going to show. Mostly I'd say it's it's very much about being experiential and about being able to transport the viewer into other worlds. And we use audio a lot because it has this capability of taking you from one place to another in your imagination. But sometimes there's just audio and sometimes there's um, a lot of stuff, like in the opera for a small room or in the dark pool. There are very much environments that, um, that are almost theatrical in their excess of objects. I think our work's a lot about confusion, confusing the senses as well. We, uh, we use audio especially to... to um, confuse the viewer so that they're not absolutely sure what is real and what is fake. So quite often using binaural audio. Binaural audio is uh, when sound is recorded using a special microphone that creates a three-dimensional picture of a soundscape and when you listen on headphones it's, it's virtually indistinguishable from reality. And so using that we can really fool them to think things are happening, that someone's talking behind them, someone's to the side. And I think uh, we really like to in a certain way confuse them and destabilize them physically even and, and also uh, psychologically by, by using these kind of uh, fooling techniques. Well, I don't think we intentionally try to do this. I think we were led to audio because it's a sensibility that we're interested in. 
And um, it does involve the viewer and listener in a totally different way than, say, a painting or a sculpture would do. Because there's something about audio that you can't block it out in the same way. And your, your intellect can't... You can't filter it. Filter it's, it. It's like with a film, when the filmmaker wants you to be scared or to create an emotion, they use the soundtrack to do that because it goes into you without, without any filtration. And you can't really analyze it at that moment. So I think we use that in a similar way to bypass this, the uh, primary senses to get right inside of people. Well, I think that sound, in ways, if, you, if you're able to imagine it, it really does describe space physically. Because as we're sitting here, we can hear the construction outside the window. And that becomes almost a physical image for us. But it's also a differentiation in space. We know, because of our experience, how far away that sound is. And to me, that's about parameters of sculpture, being able to define space in a, in a way that is physical. It may be in a virtual physical way, like whether it's in your imagination or whether it's, you know, you don't measure that space. But um, to me, it's, I almost see sound and that it's, uh, when I'm imagining these pieces, like the 40-part motet, I imagined a whole choir around you and I can imagine what it felt like to have 40 singers and one at one point some of them are only singing on one side of the space and then the other ones are singing on the other side of the space and so it's this movement of sort of a physical sound moving all around you and affecting your whole body in a physical way because the sound waves do do barricade you know they do hit your body it's, it is an actual physical thing even though it's invisible <laughs> Well, it's interesting right now because in some ways our work has developed with the desktop availability of editing and even video editing on the desktop. And it, the kind of our sound pieces developed as it was becoming accessible to be able to do edit sound on your own computer. And so that made it very easy for us to go into it and delve into it and to become better and better at it because our first works were done in studios which is a very kind of uh, in a way uptight situation where you're having to roll things down and everything has to be very precise once you take it into the desktop environment you can just grab a sound you can move it here you can move it there so you can experiment with it mm -hmm. and the way we work is always very ex experimental we're always trying to sketch things up and, and work on them and so it, that development of those technologies really enabled us and made it easier for us to work mm -hmm. with sound. And I think what you're talking about, about the lineage of the futurists or datas, um, when you look at art history, there is a, there's, it's almost like two separate lineages when it comes to painting and the abstraction that evolved and the modernism that evolved from that. As it, and then there's the perform, more performative artists, like um, when I think of Manzoni or um, Marinetti or like that kind of lineage I think we're more connected to mm -hmm. the idea that you involve the audience in some sort of way and that um, it's a physical way it's, it's also it's maybe intimate but it's, um, it's pushing the relationship of our, of our sensual world mm -hmm. to us rather than sort of more minimalist abstraction
Els artistes Janet Cardell i George Burroughs Miller estan preparant una exposició per al 2007 al Magba. Acabem amb un altre fragment de l'obra Walks. La veu de Janet Cardell ens interpel·la, ens dona instruccions i ens proposa actuar com a part integrant de la pròpia obra. If you close your eyes, you can go back in time. Keep walking straight ahead. When are you coming home? Before I left, we lay in the coach together. I remember the smell of him. My nose buried into his neck, his arms around It's funny how the simplest things can make you the happiest. On page 25, it's interesting how a sound effect can completely transform and affect a location by adding the sound of rustling leaves someone running by or a few bars of scary music all of a sudden reality turns into a filmic event there's a man coming towards us taking out his phone talking into it where am I right now? Back in London, walking in the East End, 1999. <laughs> <laughs>